and welcome to another exciting edition. Oh my god, it's really exciting. I can't believe it's so exciting. Incredibly exciting, totally amazing version of the Fab Four Free For All. On cooking. <laughs> And yes, welcome to another edition of the Fab Four Free For All. I am today's moderator, Rob Leonard, and joining me as always is Mitch Axelrod. Hey, how you doing, folks? And Tony Treguardo. Hey, hey, folks, how are you? Oh, no, that was the last show we did. Okay, right. Today we are talking about a Ringo Starr album, which What's was it called? his first pop and rock album, <gasps> simply called Ringo. What's my name? No, 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 no. I'm oh, sorry. That's, that's, that's the concert thing. We, oh, that's something sorry. else. Ringo actually had two albums released before this. He had Sentimental Journey, uh, oh, making him dang. one of the first pop stars or rock stars to do a, a standards album, which everyone in the world has now seemingly done, Rod Stewart, and, and, and even Paul McCartney. Uh, <laughs> Ringo was first, or one of the first. Anyway, and this, his second album was <laughs> a very overlooked album, something I've grown to love over the years, a country western album called Boku of Blues. I've come to like both of them a lot. Yeah. Bokus I really, really love, but, but I really like, um, I like Sentimental Journey, too. Yeah, like so those both came out in 1970. He had a couple of singles along the way at Don't Come Easy and, and Back Off Boogaloo, but the Ringo album was the first time he went in to do a pop rock album, and part of it starts out with Harry Nielsen, actually. Mm-hmm. He was recording with Harry Nielsen. Uh, the producer was Richard Perry. Who had also produced Harry. Right. Uh, and Richard Perry. Nielsen Schmilson. Right. And actually did a bunch of uh, his records, yes. I believe. Yeah. yeah. But Nielsen Schmilson was the huge his seminal one. album. Right. Yeah. yeah. So Ringo said to Richard, hey, uh, we're going to be in, in Nashville for the Grammys. Why don't we record something? And Richard Perry said, okay, I'll be glad to record you, but let's go to L.A. And they ended up recording in L.A. And it took a... A few months. They started in March of 73, ended in July of 73. Most of it was recorded in L.A., not all of it, but most of it. This is the album where I guess everyone judges every other Ringo Starr album, if you think Which about it. Which is unfortunate, but yeah, fortunate but also. But For most people, if they don't have Vertical Man, which I think is a great album, or you know Liverpool Late or whatever, uh, this is the album most people are going to go for. To me, without giving away the whole show... Is you know a, a very very strong kick-ass album, and we will talk about it. Yeah, so uh, so let's start off. Um, well, I think you should also say who you know basically some of the yeah, fine well, musicians. Yeah, yeah the personnel well, on the album. Well, is, that's is also it's, it's also very integral to this album. That's why I mean, you, that's well, why the, you, this is the first time that I guess someone like a Ringo would would take all these different people who are known people and use them on an album, not just John, George, and Paul. Um, but we were talking about uh, Steve Cropper's on here, uh, Nicky Hopkins, Billy Klaus Preston. Foreman, Billy Preston. Members of the band. Four-fifths of the band. Yeah. Some guy named Mark Bolin. Um, T-Rex, by the way. Yeah. So, of course, David Bromberg's on here. was a big big shot at the time. Yep. Harry Nilsson makes an appearance. Yeah. Tom Scott uh, is all over David the David also, we may want to add, very few people may know, but David also had a connection with George. Right they, at the time, also they, they collaborated on the song "The Hold Up." Right, right, right. So David was in the Beatles circle. universe, circle at the time. in the yeah. circle. And don't forget, so. though, that this album, the personnel are really important because there's only one song on the album that's co- that's solely written by Ringo. 
Everybody else wrote for him on this or co-wrote with him. Co-wrote, yeah. Right, but only one song. And and also one of the co-writers, Richard Starkey, right, right. And one of the co-writers is Vinnie Poncia, who really does harmony vocals and plays on some tracks. Doesn't play on everything. Uh, You also have a presence of um, uh, another uh, Apple artist, which is Lon and Derek Von Eaton, who were on a track. I think you know you sort of brushed over it, but in case some fans don't realize. You know, it's kind of mind-blowing. You're now only three years out of the breakup. And you've got Ringo, who, you know, was the the happy-go-lucky guy that did early 1970 a few years earlier, the song about, you know, citing each of the three of his fellow bandmates. And and hope they play with him. Yeah, and hope they play with him. And now here it is two years later. And they are. And they are. Richie made the phone call. And you have to wonder. I mean, you know, you've got... I'm the greatest. Well, I mean, we're not giving anything away. But, you know, the opening song, you've got John and George on there. Yeah. You know, and the last time they had played together, I imagine, no pun intended, was Imagine, that album. Yeah. You know, and, it, and it's two years later, and then and then later you got Paul making an appearance on the album. And, and this, so, anyway. I, also, it's important to note that right away the media jumped on this before it was released. Because I remember reading in well, a Harry's lot of Harry's getting papers, them together. Yeah. Beatles are getting reunited, and they actually had, in, I think I've mentioned this on our Fab Forum 1973 show, I forget, I think it was Circus or one of those music mags back then had the last page, all four Beatles in separate pictures as they were at the time in 73, and it said, you know, the Beatles are reuniting, and you know, and then they go on to say that it was just for a Ringo album, and they don't really say that it wasn't Paul wasn't in the room. They yeah. they didn't have the whole story. But, but let's but, face it: if you were somebody in L.A. and you were with the L.A. press, and you've got your spies out there, and they're you know, it's not like today where everybody's got a cell phone and everybody's in TMZ is in everybody's right. face and you know up everybody's business. If if you're keeping an eye on a recording studio or two. And at some point, you've seen all three Beatles, all four Beatles, pass well, through the doors of that studio. You wouldn't. Paul didn't. Paul did it in London. Paul, you're right. Paul, I'm the so tracks were sent over to London. That's well, right. Well, they went over there, too. They went over right. there, yeah. yeah. So it was, you wouldn't see Paul, but you would see three of them. Right. And maybe you'd be like, hmm, because, you know, for Imagine, it was quieter for some reason. And if you think about up to 73, the, the questions from 70, 71, 72, when individually asked about reunions... Yeah, they sort of were pushing it down. But after 73, especially with this record, they had done three or four three or four of them on one song. Yeah. So I think yeah. you can understand maybe why the press, when you, especially when you look back at interviews, every interview oh, yeah. from 70 to 75, when are you guys getting back together? When are you getting, literally every question was but, that. And shortly after this, you did, you did have a, a warming. I mean, by now, maybe John and Paul hadn't thought yet but it but was they shortly were they were about yeah. to. Shortly after this, you had May Pang coming into the scene, right. and they were relationships between right relationships between John and Paul warmed. Right. And you know you had of course the uh, famous Dennis Elsus. You know we had a Beaujolais evening, and you know and uh, and, and also the Alan Elliot Klein, Mintz, you know, the whole Alan Klein thing right. falls apart. Right, where the other three Beatles realize, well maybe Paul's right, and I think that helped Paul feel a little better. Yes. about what happened. Yeah, but also don't forget the Elliot Mintz. Interview the video interview yeah, with John on the, warm, on the very beach. Very warm. Yeah. Well, you never know. But I mean, it was like 1973, and yeah. and right. Right. and then you get this. So I mean, I could see how the press were prodded, so to speak, yeah. by the Beatles themselves. 
But, you know, still, I mean, it got a little annoying after a while, but, but it was still fresh in everybody's head to ask that question. And rightfully so, and especially after what's going on here. Right. And, and it, it, look at it now. It was just that question. And I know we're on a tangent on this. No, it's all right. But if you think about it, a record sometimes, well, when was Paul's last rock album? Right now, it's like three or four years from the time we're recording this. Right. Records don't come out every year anymore. So three years, if you think about it, isn't a long time for a band not to put out a record. Right. But, you know, there was the announcement, oh, we, well, they never really officially said we've broken up. They just start suing each other. Right. <laughs> but that usually is a clear indicator. Yeah. So I, th- I think um, this started to soften a little bit. It is interesting that on, you know, on I'm the Greatest, the track George, the album which lead off track on the album, George is playing with John. Now, they had a little disagreement concerning the concert for Bangladesh. Yeah. George didn't want Yoko on stage. John did, and then John left the country. I thought John didn't want Yoko well, on stage, and George, George did. <laughs> <Nice. Yeah. laughs> Sorry. And, um, Sorry, Yoko. And, you but, you know, they sort of made up, I guess, by then. So the fact that he showed up well, with his guitar. George was also a little lost, you know, after living in the material world. Right. You know, I mean, so maybe he was looking right. for a little shoulder to yeah, be comfortable uh, on. With the mates. Be with not the mates cry on, but just to be comfortable yeah. with. Yeah. Well, George Harrison is is a very much a star in this record. Oh, oh God! Yeah. Without George Harrison, God, this record yeah. is not this record. No, he uh, he co-wrote "Photograph." Uh, well, let's get to. Why well, don't we get to the song? Let's okay. get to the song. Okay. Yeah. Why don't you lead us off, Rob? Well, why don't we lead off? Because you're so egotistical. Tell us why you're the greatest. No, Mitch, you're the greatest. Oh, thank you. Oh. Well, I am the greatest. We don't. And you think, better believe it, baby. We don't think uh, Tony's greatest. Do we? No. 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 Okay. Mm. no. Okay, just no, checking. Just no. Lead off track is a, a song written by John Lennon called I'm the Greatest, based on the phrase from Muhammad Ali. Yeah, I'm which is fun. It's a fun track. It's a song that, as John said in interviews later on, if I'd sang it, everyone would have taken it serious. Yes. Exactly. Yes. You and give it to Ringo. Yep. It's a great humorous start to the album. Yeah, and yeah. especially, I mean, to get in the Beatle reference right off the bat, yeah. the Yes, My Name Was Billy, Billy Shears. Shears. I, I was in the greatest show on Earth. I was in the greatest show on what Earth. Was what was worth. <laughs> but that line is but very that, telling. It's, it's, a, it's, very, it's telling. a very John line, though. You know. Very much. Yeah, you know, Ringo it, wouldn't have said that. No, yeah. no. But, but but Ringo, it's even funnier. You know, I mean, yes. you know, I was in the greatest show on earth for what it was worth. You know, I mean, but I, I think John was very right. If John would have put it on his album, they would have been like, oh, you egotistical bastard. Yeah. And but, the demo is, we've heard the demo, obviously, of yeah. I'm the greatest, John's version. And it's fun. But, but it's, it sounds but it's, the same. It sounds the same, but it's more fun with Ringo singing it. Well, yeah, yeah, you need Ringo singing it. Much more fun and with the Ringo crowd noise. It. Yeah, it works yes. here, and, and that's yeah. where Richard Perry comes in as the producer. It works he, here. He he wasn't afraid to throw that in, and if you think about how many t- albums Ringo's made since, where there's references to Beatles stuff, right? Here's like right. the first time it's happening, and it's not. It isn't overused yet. Yeah. No, and and not it's yet. and it's also really. Uh, uh, let's face it: the only other time a Beatle reference was ever made in a in a song well, how do you sleep? was how do you sleep right so yeah. you went from like you know and and john composing both you know yeah. i mean here he is that's actually pretty interesting. you know right you know two years earlier he's he's saying some nasty stuff yeah. now it's you know how looking you back you? yeah mm-hmm. with a little bit of a little bit of kindness well, and you know he's not hanging out with alan klein anymore you know? right or, or, right you know, or alan's sort of leaving at the yeah moment. you know what the funny thing about this song is it's not sounding of its time it's more timeless right. than of its time. It's it, it, 1973. This song doesn't have 
the typical 1973 instrumentation. Right, even even Billy Preston's keyboard work, his not, organ work, is not no, it's of not like the period that, really. Right, you, you could you could have put this on if John Lennon was alive. Uh, unfortunately, we'll never know. But if he would have done this song now. Or even given this song to Ringo in 1980 instead of Life Begins at 40. Right. right. It would have worked. Yeah. I, 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 I also think, think that we all know that one of the things we've learned over the years is that John definitely was going to tour in 81. Yeah. Not, we heard rumors a long time ago. Then yeah. We've basically heard some, with Ken Sharp's book and other things yes. that you know they were planning it. This would have been a fun song to do for oh, John. Oh, I think he could have pulled it off. And I think it would have been a different, a different um Reception, totally, so to yeah. Because, it would have been very yeah, tongue in cheek, yeah, and very. It would have been. And brilliant. I think he could have let off the concert with this, and, and he could like you could see John like giving the eyes to the you know he's yeah, I'm the, the greatest, greatest and he's looking up at the sky like funny. Yeah. So I it, mean, boogie. The thing about it is, <laughs> the thing about it is, it's a quirky album opener. Yes, it is. It's not the. It's not what it's you'd want not as your opening traditional song. Traditional album opener. No, no. But it, it works. Cause it works. It's it really works because it's Ringo. But, and it's fun. But talk about making a weird, weird judgment call that really works. What do you do? You put photograph maybe as the you opener. You put photograph as the and opener. And then you put this in the middle and it still works. And you put this no, in the middle. No, the reason but, you don't is because you know buying it that the three Beatles are on this track. You know, they list the musicians in the, in the liner notes. So you know it's the first Beatle track. You want to hear it. You want to hear if it sounds good. Yeah, and it's, true. And, and, and I think that's why it's there. You really hear George is playing yes, on it. He, but years later, again, though. a different playing from when he was a Beatle. Yes, very yeah. much but so. Also, it's the solo George the player. Yep. Yeah. But you know what? Years later, when the anthology came out, you know, you knew the Beatles were back together with John in heaven. And you were anticipating that. And you got free as a bird. Not the same. I like Freedom. I'm not saying it's not good, but it's not I'm the Greatest. And I'm not saying no, I'm no. the Greatest is a great song. It really isn't a great song. It's a but fun song. It's a fun song that works because it, it was given to Ringo and anybody else. It wouldn't have, I don't think it would have worked think as about, well. But think about the idea, too, of how weird this got, too, later where people were saying, oh, the Beatles are going to get back together and this is going to be the new lineup. It's going to be with Klaus on bass yeah. and Billy Preston on keyboards, and that's going to be the new Beatles lineup. So there was some weird stuff to result from this thing happening. Well, I think yeah. because of the nature of what was going on yeah. on the album, so... I like the song. Yeah. I love it. You know, and, and Billy Press is <laughs> on on organ and Klaus is on bass, but the rest of it is three Beatles. Three yeah. Beatles. Three Beatles. Okay, yeah. next. Have you seen my baby? Hold not, on. No, Hold no, no, on. no, no, no. Incorrectly. No, that's labeled. not on this album. Oh, that's a different song. Right. No, no, uh, no, no, no. Originally listed as Hold On. Right. It is actually the only cover on the album. And Randy Newman said, wait a minute, <laughs> you got the wrong name, my <laughs> song. You got, you got the check, though, you signed to me, people. right? Okay. <laughs> and the song is called Have You Seen My Apple. Baby. You got the check uh, right Written by Randy oh, Newman. Released on a record a year earlier called 12 Songs, 12 songs which is yeah. a fantastic album. It is yes. a very good album. You bet. And I've never read why he p- picked this song to do. It's you the mean only Ringo? Co- yeah, I've, it's yeah. The, it's the only cover. I have a feeling Richard Perry had a lot to do with this it, one. Well, it's not the only cover. But you, know, no, well, you, but you have to remember that. But wait, this is a weird it. cover. It may, not, it may not just be Richard Perry. You've got to remember that Harry and Randy were tight with Thick oh, as Thieves. Oh, that's very true. 
So it may not have been necessarily. Harry might have said to Randy, listen, Harry, I got Ringo out here. We're doing an album. You got anything? Exactly. Yeah, Harry's not on this track. So. No, 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 but what I'm saying track. is well, Harry's maybe, a presence yeah. in, in Ringo's life at right. this point. So, you know, Harry may have said, you know, hey, Richie, I got this. Oh, man, have you heard all of Randy's stuff? And oh, wow, he's got some new stuff. Because he wasn't as big then. No, no He wasn't just... as big. He had had a couple of major hits. Yes. He had Mama Told Me Not to Come. But he that wasn't him as a, as a writer. Right. He hadn't had any hits really right. yet. Right, no. until Short you know, People, he, which is much later. I think it's going to rain today, and, and You Can Leave Your Hat On was, oh, you know, monstrous. Later by... Right, but that was later done by cover. right, but it's, but a, it's an interesting cover. It's an interesting choice for a song to cover. You know, it's actually pretty brave because totally most people don't know the song. But you know what gets but me? I that, think that works in its it. favor, though. Oh, I agree. Because the, Ringo, it sounds like a new Ringo song. The it boogie does. woogie piano track on this Ugh. by James Booker is just absolutely the great guitar work. Amazing. The guitar work on this is absolutely phenomenal. The horns Mark are Boland dead on. on. Mark Boland on guitar. To me, again, this could have been a single. Definitely. Scott. Definitely. Could definitely have been a single. And it's interesting. You know, this is the, sort of the peak of T-Rex, not even considered as a single. Then they barely mention he's on here. Right. You know, he's, right. Of course, everyone else was mentioned ahead of him probably. And he – Ringo – Ringo's vocal treatment of this song is really, it just really st- about reaches the limitations of his yes. vocal range. But it, the song is kind of desperate, which which works, and he's got that like I'll talk to strangers if I, which is sung differently than yeah, it's, Randy it's, puts it's, it. Randy's version's a little well, it's the original version. Ringo yeah. went a little off track, but it actually makes it the song works. a little better. Yeah, a little better, which is cool. It's so. it's got a good. Desperation in it, it's fun. Yeah, and and, and, and like Mitch said, uh, Tom Scott does the horns yeah. and and played them, and he's literally on every track on this album. Yeah, yeah I think he is. He's, he's one of the uh, the unheralded stars. We must get him song. on the show. Unsung heroes. Yeah, we must get him on the show. Sing. Right. Uh, the next one is the best Phil Spector song that Phil Spector never produced. You freaking wow. bet. Photograph co-written by Ringo and George. Look at it. I can't believe you just said that. Look, my notes. Out Spectre's Phil Spector. Yep. It's right in my notes. Yep. And maybe the reason is because uh, uh, Jack Nishi did the orchestra and chorus arrange, and he used to work for Phil. For Phil. So, yeah. It's Nishi, right? He'd worked with everybody. Yeah, Nishi. He'd, Nishi. he'd worked with but the I Monkees mean, and Neil Young yeah, and everyone. everyone. Yeah. Think about this song. Yeah, here. really. Hold Oof. on. We'll, we'll pause. Sorry. Okay, you guys done? <laughs> I thought about it. I mean, really? I, no, I mean the the, you, the opening from the opening from of the, the piano and uh, acoustic guitars together. Oh my! I, I mean, my notes say here and recorded so right. well. Yep. My my notes just have here one of the great singles ever of ever. our time. The solo, the build, Wait a minute. You just the said orchestration. That? Yeah, Rob, back me up. Probably one of the greatest songs of the entire 1970s. Yeah, wow. You know what, you guys? You guys got to stop talking before you... We don't. Do we don't. That's the funny we, part. We, we actually didn't. get in the no, car that, that again, I, did, I didn't know you wrote about the Spectre. That's things. really funny. <laughs> no, right. But I didn't know he wrote that, and it's exactly and you know, I it, I have to admit that live in concert, when Ringo stays faithful to the when length... He still, yeah. When he stays fav- fav- it's when too he long. Stays faithful, thank when you. he stays faithful, it's too long. Mm. On the and the, on and the record, the, and Mark Rivera never does the sax no. solo the same. Which but, you need that sax. But I got to tell you that the like record, that the length of the record, because of the way it builds, that there's like a, you've lost that love and feeling. Soaring, there's a feel to it. Oh it's soaring. my god! And when it gets to the horn solo, which is actually Bobby Keys, 
on this record. Who's worked with you know worked with John? Worked with the Stones forever. His solo is so perfect uh, for this song. Uh, it's, um, but the brilliant. whole thing just soars. It's it's so majestic. But it works. Yeah. The layering yeah. of all the George harmonies mm. along with all the other, you know, harmonies here. I mean, it's just unbelievable. I, I cannot say enough about this song. Mm. And it, it's funny because the rest of the album isn't produced this way. Right. So right. usually when you right. have that type of production where it sort of sticks out, you either put it at the beginning or the end of the album. Right. right. Smack in the middle it, of side one. Yeah. And, and right. it works very well, actually. And yeah. the first single yeah. and, oh boy, gold. Well, you know what? You know, Number this, one. This proved that Ringo, you know, his first two singles, which did well in the charts, weren't flukes. And we will add co-written by George and Richie. Right. Uh, yeah. So. And, and actually, it's, it's funny because... Have you we know, ever heard a demo of this? No. No, I've never heard. But I was no. thinking about, we know there's a, the demo of I'm the Greatest and Only yes. You and um, other things of John's. I wonder if Ringo said to George the way he said to John... Can you sing it first and let me sing to you? Oh, you mean like it don't come easy? Yeah, like it don't come easy. Sorry, right? No, but the, you know, but you're know. right. But you know, but you're right. And because he he said that before, and I'm thinking, you know, it's a little because I would love song, to hear a George vocal because his harmony vocal on this is so well. It's it's, in, it's well, distinguishable. I mean, yes, it's definitely you can definitely him. hear. You can definitely know. But, you but know, it's this, George Harrison. Would this song would have worked? Would this song have worked if George did it as a single? No, not at this time. I no. don't think so. It, but this maybe. needs Ringo's voice. That tone. That it needs tonality, that tone. Yeah. But I don't think he would have went, the, and I think the other side of this coin is is that it has that Spectre feel. And I, don't th- I think George never would have done it as Spectre. No. But he was no, glad he to be know. part of the recording. Yes. The string section. It's, it's just oh. magnificent. Just Even magnificent. at the end when it overpowers the yep. chorus. It's it magnificent. Takes over, it's just, it is yeah. majestic. It's so great. There, there is one thing that's always bothered me about this song. Oh. The last two seconds or so, there is. it sounds like a tape stretch. Or something doesn't. There's something that doesn't sound right in the fade out. It does sound like a tape. And it's it's almost like they right. should have faded out like two seconds early. I have to hear it again. I don't know. And also, I'm, there's I'm there's a little it. thing with the piano right towards the end. It's like he's playing a little off. And I'm not yeah, sure if they I did that, that on purpose. I think they, that is on purpose. I, that's I, what I was thinking that they did it on purpose to take away. Hmm. Um, but I love this one part where the piano does this. Dun 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 dun. It's yeah. like. Ah, oh, anyway. Sorry. Yeah, I agree. That's it's, oh. it's gorgeous. It follows anyway, the, the instrumental. Uh, the instrumental middle is is stellar. so fantastic. Brilliant, stellar, it's, brilliant. You know, and you know George is on here again. Klaus Vorman, who's on every track. Nicky Hopkins is the piano player. Lon and Derek Van Eaton are percussion. Uh, the solo is uh, Bobby Keys and uh, George harmony vocal, acoustic guitar, and co-writer. And this is also double drummed by Ringo and Jim Keltner. Yeah. Mm. And now, you, speaking of George, we go to the next track. Well, here is where George joins the band. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe one of his dreams. Yeah. The way Eric Clapton Yeehaw. wanted to join the bow, band over bow, the years. Bow, bow. What a band in this song, Mother of God. I know. I mean, it's the band. Holy crap. <laughs> and you wish that when Ringo toured in 89, since he had two fifths of the band with him, that maybe they had done this, but it wasn't a hit. But right. it would have been nice to hear Levon Helm helping him out on this. Wow. And he's on this. This is Sunshine Life for Me, Sail Away Raymond, yeah. written by George Harrison uh, with a very cool... Yeah! Yeah, it's, it's very mean, much a country song. Totally. But not as country as it could have been. No, it, it's no, a, but it's, uh, it's, it's a country honk vibe right. that the band were masters of. Yeah. And then you add in George's guitar work, yep. 
and yep. the fiddling, and it's just you got the fiddles man. of uh, Rick Danko, the fiddling and the and the mandolin, yeah, and just uh, everything. It's, it's a very wooden sound. Banjo, yes, um, everything yeah. is on this. Yeah, Bromberg's on fiddle and banjo, I and I double bass, you, accordion. Yep. It is an album cut. Okay, yes. it's not a single. I love. George's vocals at the end. Yeah. George's vocal oh, stuff. The over, overlapping oh, the, of the overlapping of the sunshine. Oh my god! And I love the little effects. I love the yeah. like you know the yeah. little right. stuff. Like right. Yeah, good time you know. had at sea, and then yeah. you hear it. And, you know, but then you don't hear it right away. You hear it then off, slightly off, slightly off. But it's yeah. great. Yeah. The only way this could have been released as a single, they specifically sold it to the country stations. Yeah, so the, you, know, you know they didn't. Wow, go past I'm not the so three. sure though. Well, the way well, Sally G, the way Sally G hit. You know, that's, Rob's right. If you'd shop this to the same, and type just of, you know, don't put it. That's a pop thing. Um, Sally G is a different song than this. They're both mm, both, both country, countryish. Okay, or country. Yeah. Oh. So then, uh, next track written by the Sherman Brothers. By the way, um, they did a lot of Disney. Uh, stuff. Yes, that's right. As a matter of fact, uh, just as a side thing, they, there was a great documentary on the Sherman Brothers. Yes. Uh, I forgot what was the name of it, but they really didn't like each other, <laughs> but they still worked together. Not at all. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of funny because they, they don't talk a lot, but they talk, the family talks before them. That's funny. And, uh, you know, but they wrote, you're 16, you're beautiful and mine. Which would, now uh, you get arrested for. If wait, you wait, well, it depends, wait, it depends on the state you're in. It right. depends on the state I, you're in. I'm well, it depends on the state here. you're in whether or not you commit the crime. <laughs> You, you and what always, state she's in. Yes. You always do a rant. I, I need equal time. There are many people. Okay, Bobby. Rant away. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> no, I'm going to say it because a lot of people, when, when you talk about, you know, Ringo doesn't do this song in concert anymore because, you know, he's 73 and, and well, talk about you're 16. Yes, but I'm going to say something. Let's, can we all stop being so darn politically correct? I know it's 2013 at this recording. But I'm sorry. We can't sit there and say, oh, this is so creepy when I hear it now. It was 1973. It wasn't damn creepy. It was a great song. Take it for a song. There are other songs like Claire and all that other good stuff with the, you know, that are equally as, quote, creepy. But they're great songs. They are great this songs. is not and leave the yeah. PC out of it. And, and they're just also take done the music. with. And they're also done with the right intention. This uh, isn't exactly. This, this wasn't done as this you, you want to rape little girls. No, this Come is on. done. This is done. This, this is was a sixteen-year-old boy singing this song. Exactly. To a it was so well girl. done. And, and stop being so PC. Right. And if Ringo it's a wants sweet, to do little, it, cute song. as long as he doesn't pull a little girl in the audience because you're sixteen, you're beautiful, you're even if he does. It was a hit for him in 73, Leave Everything well, it's, Alone. It's, it's a like, good song. You know, should Paul do I Saw Her Standing There? You know, she was, well, just, she was 17, just 17. You know what I mean. You know, you're 72 years old, soon to be. So, But you know what? I'm 71. Uh, well, she was just 17. Yeah, Somewhere a long are, time ago, you, she was you know what? just what 17. What if it's a grandfather talking to his granddaughter? You're 16, you're beautiful in your mind. Big deal. You know what? Don't I, stop being right. so damn I, PC when, and just enjoy the song. Well, I think Ringo. when we kissed, I could not stop uh, is stop. a bit I mean, questionable. Again, I, I'm not saying take it literal. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No. I just was going to the grandpa thing no, there. No, but don't, little... don't take it literally. No, just enjoy the song. It's a great song. It's a great song. Johnny well Burnett, executed. Johnny yeah. Burnett originally right. had the hit yep. single with it. The rolling piano I, I is just... Lo- the ugh. rolling piano. I get a kick out of the fact that Ringo... When he does some of these oldies covers, he likes to take on songs that were really well sung. 
the originals were really like by kind of you know like this song the original is really like a big singer's song yeah it is but it Ringo is. likes to take that on and they also I'll be turned damned it if a, it doesn't work they turned it into a party song with the piano I think totally and, and, and the, the kazoo yes. well, as as they're not the even opening, kazoos mouth, you think they are sax they're solo. mouth sax yes solos. but when you hear the the opening is just dum 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 woo yeah I mean that whole it's like oh my god he just gave me a party song right yeah. there and yeah. and the thing about this too is this is in the age of you're coming to the fact that there are a hell of a lot of piano songs on the radio. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, Elton you're in John the 70s. Elton John, Gilbert O'Sullivan, you know, rocking pneumonia in the boogie woogie flu. Mm-hmm. That whole kind of era, you're in the era well, of great piano, piano singles. Very yep. much a piano time. You know, Carol King and, you know. because of Elton. He was so big. Yeah, oh yeah Elton was huge, but but it, it was an, an era for piano oh, stuff. It was huge piano. And you know so. something? This was perfect. This this is a the great execution. You know how the Beatles took a lot of songs and Beatleized them. When yep. Ringo took a song, he Ringoized it. it. Was it works? It work, I think it's actually better than Johnny Burnett's. It's and, different, yeah. but it's I do yeah. too. I do. Too. And Paul, better. Harry, and Linda are are fun doing harmonies. And Nicky Hopkins on the piano is just magnificent. It just is really well, amazing. It says here in the liner notes that only Harry does backing vocals. No, Linda too. No, Linda, Linda, Linda and, and Harry. Harry. Well, she, yeah. She's not listed here. Yeah, no, it's it's. Now, to me, it doesn't sound like Harry. That's oh, I thing. think it does. Oh, yeah, my God, you're of course it does. Baby, you, oh, yeah, that Harry. part is, but the other part sounds like Paul. It's, yeah, that is yeah, that's Paul. Yeah, that, so. That's Paul. I, I think this is a mistake. I think Paul's yeah, on backing vocals. So, anyway. well, I mean, it's it, yeah. Again, very, and we'll say it for the other song that Paul did. But whenever you hear Paul and Linda together, I always say the wings harmony. Yeah, it's unique. It's very unique. It's yeah. very distinctive and, and and really good. And according to Paul, uh, mouth sax solo is not a, a kazoo. kazoo. It is bang, like sort of like wow wow. Yeah, yeah they're of, kind of doing the no- yeah, hand on the nose, nose like this. Yeah, and, and and sort of covering your mouth as you speak at the same time. Yeah, so it sounds like a kazoo to me. It does. Yeah. <laughs> So Kazoo, I hardly even know you. <laughs> Kazoo, and, Flintstones. Um, Klaus Roman again on bass. Uh, so and again, Ringo and Jim Keltner, this the Thunder and Lightning yeah. tag team, very much uh, all over this record. And it's interesting because as much as I'm a fan of Jim Keltner, you know, was it needed? Was it needed to have him be the second drummer on these songs? And a great. Side one ender. Is yes. he on drums on this one? Yeah, according to the line notes, yeah. Okay. Who, Keltner? Yeah. Keltner. I don't have him on mine, but maybe he was. Let's talk to Jim. Anyway, we're going to take a break right now. Are we? And yes, we'll be we back to talk about side two of the Ringo album right after this. Hi, everyone. Just wanted to let you know that besides Fab Four Free For All, Each of the three of us are involved in our own individual projects. Mitch Axelrod's two books, Beetle Tunes, the only book about the cartoon Beatles show, and Little Billy and Baseball Bob can be found through all of your good booksellers online, including Amazon.com, or if you'd like autographed copies, contact Mitch on Facebook. And my buddy Rob Leonard has a great Beatles show that he's been doing for 20 years called Beatles Songs, and it's on every Friday night from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can listen to it online. It's streaming at www.ncc.edu slash WHPC. And also look for it on TuneIn.com. And Tony Truquardo is the host of 4F. 
free format for free on WCWP 88.1 on Long Island. He's on every Monday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time and also at www.wcwp.org. Also available on TuneIn.com. And welcome back to part two of our review of the Ringo album, Ringo's first pop slash rock album, released in the end of 1973. And uh, let's start off with side two, because we, we're, we're LP guys, you know, for those who don't know. Flip we're, the LP. Came out in November of 73, we should say. Yes, it did. What uh, a great s- Christmas album. I forgot about it. I, yeah. I didn't, you know, this album is, we always talk about the feel of an album. This, this is, is a summer album. It does. It, Not a right. Christmas you're album. Right. But you know what? It carries over into the uh, 74. Well, it carried so. on for a long time. This so. was, a, a third, I think, 37 weeks or so on the chart. Yeah, so this, this was definitely maybe around then. Side 2 starts off with Oh My My, which rocks. I mean, the, <laughs> What a side starter, man. Yeah, oh, my Lord. Just that opening... What a chord! Holy, because it goes one, two, three, four, and then it like it's an offbeat, and then it goes down, right? Da, 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 da. And and I have to say, you know who the standout on this? Klaus Woman. It's actually Billy Preston. Oh, I was gonna say Klaus with that Woman. Yeah, the whoop is so yeah. killer. Like, oh my lord! With with the the whole rolling piano, it's just, right? Oh my lord! This yeah, but it is. It's Billy Preston who just rocks you, this track. Martha Reeves, though. Martha yeah. and Mary Clayton. Martha Reeves and Mary Clayton Fel- doing those backups. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean yeah. oh my lord, it sounds it almost sounds like a like a street festival type. Yes. Yeah. It's so cool. Well again, it's it's around this time too that you had a lot of these kind of fun the female backing vocal stuff party, like party in the studio. Party in the songs. studio stuff. T Rex had done a few. You know, Alice Cooper did a couple. You know, well, you even, have that. Even the soul people like Marvin Gaye. I mean, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And this is a soulful track. It really is. And it is. man, just. But I, I do have one thought though that we were talking about in the car that I just. It had to be an inside joke. The mm-hmm. line, the head nurse, she, she blew, blew in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come That's hysterical. That, yeah, someone that, was laughing when they were Yeah, she's a head nurse. So the head she, she blew, blew in. in. <laughs> yeah, right. That had to be a giggle. But you know what? Um, it's okay. Oh, totally, it totally. It's it's done sneakily, cheekily. And it was a typical. It works. It's, it's like it's 1973. Yeah, and it's it also works. whatever the you know. Uh, what would you time out? You don't think there's other songs that had the double entendre? Well, what do them? you see when you turn out the lights? I can't tell you, but I know it's mine. You know, I mean, oh, it's, I'm, but not even Beatles songs. No, every of song had, had at that time double and triple entendres. Oh my but lord! I but just this, but this sounds like it was a party in the studio when they did it. Great horn arrangement from Tom Scott, and, and Jim Horn is on it, too. Right. Who played with George many times on the Wilbury stuff, too. Even the drumming. It could have been yeah. a straight drum, but this one was a party track. Yeah, and it's got that march beat yeah, going on, which works. is tremendous. It's yeah. really just so good. And it was, you know, funny thing is, it was only released as a single in the U.S. I, I forgot about that. I, I can't believe that. I mean, And the weirdest thing of it all, this song... It did well in the charts, very well in the charts. Didn't do as well as Photograph and Year 16, which I believe both went to number one. I think Oh My Mind went to number five or six. You know, maybe I don't have uh, the information with me. But I got to tell you, it's the only single out of the three that didn't go gold. Explain that. It didn't go gold, even though it did well in the charts and it was really interesting. Great- you know why? Maybe because the album had sold well. 
The album had Maybe. sold so well by that point that yeah, you're right. you do Maybe start to break single. into the singles market because you've saturated with the LP, you know, which is But Ringo, we don't think if you think that, about it, Ringo, st- his first two singles were just singles. He didn't have anything connected to them. And I think, you know, people might just think of Ringo as a singles artist. You know, so maybe I'm sort of like with you on that, Mitch. I'm you know, surprised it didn't. Then again, part of the things about gold records, the record company has to admit they sold them. So That's yeah, very right. true. And they got to pay for them. And right. you want to know something? As someone who was in the industry at the time, not at the time, but later on in life, I dealt with a lot of that part of it with memorabilia. I held in my hand and had a gold record for Oh My My, but it was an in-house gold record. Right. So it did sell the necessary, but was not reported to the RIA. I had the other two as well, but that one was an in-house award, so they just didn't report it as, as doing, I don't know why. Interesting. Anyway. We should say that, speaking of singles, it was a promo copy with mono. Mono, for those who don't know, in the 70s was just a fold down the stereo. But it was also faded out a little early, too. So, Which, you know, there, there are there. times that I feel like the song may run like 20 seconds too long. Yeah. But yeah. I have to tell you, I listened to it the other no. day. It's it fun. doesn't. No, it's good it, enough. I'll take the whole thing. Yeah. Hey, and you know. Know, I was listening to this in the car on the way here and, and yesterday and the day before. And you know what? I, I just want to make sure I say it now because I, I, I said to you guys when we walked in, this is a kick-ass album. This, yes. Yeah. This is, and we'll get back to that at the end because yeah. you're right. Yeah, this but, is a very strong. Yeah, we're, we're going to definitely yeah. we're going to rate it, and we're going to be honest. Yeah. So um, uh, the next one is Ringo's only solo writing for this album, solo songwriting, I should say. Step lightly, which we may mention that he recut for Ringo 2012, and we're right. not sure why. Right. A little bit, di- right. well, a little bit different feel. Yeah. Well, that's true. He doesn't tap dance. <laughs> no, that's right. Well, that's the part he basically cut out. He, it's, a da- it's cut by a minute. Uh, you have Ringo on drums, Steve Cropper on electric guitar, Nicky Hopkins on electric piano, mm-hmm. bass cool. again, Klaus Vorman, Tom Scott again in there, and then featuring the dancing feet of Richard Starkey, MBE. And, and I might Jimmy add, Calvert is on and again, guitar. back to yeah, the idea. I keep mentioning, forgetting Jimmy. Back to the idea of, you know, Elton John already kind of around the Beatles sphere a little bit and getting to know the guys through various friends of friends. And obviously, Mark Bolin and they're in Born to Boogie together right. with Ringo and whatnot. And Elton had just done the first tap dance solo on a record. Larry Legs Smith. Legs Larry Smith. Legs Larry Smith <laughs> had just done his solo on I Think I'm Gonna Kill Myself on Elton's Hockey Chateau. So this is, you know, the next year, another tap dance solo by Ringo. Of and course, at uh, so, the Time Warp 2 from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Right, you had the Time Warp, which and would come out a, a year weird, later. Right. Another absolutely. weird tie-in to Elton. Yeah. This album was kept out in number one by Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Right. Which is probably right. Elton probably felt bad, and which is why he helped them with Snookaroo. Yeah, right. I <laughs> mean, can like you imagine? Late, I'll give you a song. I'm can, sorry. You know, can you imagine? It's it's like you know being stuck. Well, the making monkeys an headquarters album. behind right, Sergeant behind Pepper. Sergeant Pepper. You know, oh, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, what do you know? What are you going to do? The Beatles didn't when, care, but Elton right. probably did. You know, when your butt's getting kicked by. You know, I guess if you're going to get held out of the number one slot, you're being held out by Good Bay Olympic uh, Road. Really, yeah, well, too bad. That's, right. I mean, but this album deserved to go number one. You bet. Yeah, yeah. But, that's, uh, you know, again, maybe that's why Elton But Step wrote. Lightly, it's, you know, in a way, it's it's an odd man out yes. on the record. It's a little different. It's not one of my um, favorites on the album, but, but it, uh, you know. It's Ringo, so you tend to give it to him. It's Ringo, but you give it to him, but it's not just that, but it's still a well written little song. Yes. Really. It's very simple. 
in its way. Can I tell you who I but think I like this it. would have been? Who? This would have been the perfect Nielsen song. Wow. If Harry, yeah. I have it in my notes, Nielsen had recorded it. Wow. Can you imagine if it was his album yeah. cut? Yeah. You're People would have right. absolutely still, he could have done it. Think but about in it. In the meantime, in the meantime. Find you. this is yeah, Harry wow. all the way, man. I, I wouldn't doubt and, if and he I, I, Actually, I could see Harry adding a little more Multiple, multiple yeah. harmonies. With Richard Perry. And, yeah. Yeah, but it's, wow. it's an interesting line, though, about in this song. And when I was listening on the way here, um, in It Don't Come Easy, he says, forget about the past. And here he says, let's forget the past. Right. So right. it's it's right. something that Yet, sh- has showed up ver- in a couple of songs. Yeah, very funny because it's totally against what's going on in this album. The past is with them with all three Beatles. Yeah, right. It's right. like, wait a minute, stop. But let's I, forget the past. It's the healing aspect of oh, it. Oh, I know. Yeah, but, I, the, but I also think yeah. that well, that's this was too. Ringo's way of saying, well, okay, this is where I am now. I think, And, and mind you, I have all these friends helping me out. It's but always I, with a little. But isn't it also? Friends. Isn't it also? I mean, let's be honest, though. At this time, despite the joy and the party atmosphere of this record, weren't things starting to head in the wrong direction in terms of the party atmosphere? Well, yes. I, I think part of it was, but I also Not think to, it's you know. you know it's also Ringo's and George's. You know, they're about to break up with their wives, right? And I think that's part of it too. It's interesting how um, we're going to talk about you and me, babe, which is the yeah. goodbye song. Right. But it's it's interesting how this is sort of a peak yeah. for Ringo, yeah. just in the sense that his his life and career and music all sort of changing. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. in the process of changing. Though this yeah. happens to be a great record. So, yeah. so um, moving the, on. Moving on what is what time is it? I don't know. What time is it? Oh, oh, it's six o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mitch. No problem. Thank <laughs> you. I'm trying to give you the segue. Now, this is you know, a, a song you wish Paul McCartney had recorded. Oh. Uh, this is a song. Actually, it's Paul and Linda are credited as co-writers, we should say. This is a wing song. This is a definitely a you wing bet. song. And I could have even heard this on the McGear album, actually. Yeah. And, and, and reportedly, they called him up and said, well, give me a deadline. And he did. And he came up at 6 o'clock. I wish. Well, him and Linda. I mean, this is such a great song, and Ringo sings it so well. So, Paul, could you get this done by about 6 o'clock? Okay, yeah. got it. Okay, yeah, yeah sure. I'll, I'll take care of it. And this is uh, one of the songs they record over in, in, in England, yep. merry old England. Uh, very much a wing-sounding song. Uh, imagine this on – well, you can't say I'm banned on the run. No. But Wildlife, Red Rose Speedway. Yeah, except he wrote it around, the, you know, so – Red, Red Rose Speed Speedway. Would have been a, maybe yeah. appropriate place to put this. But I, can I see but, this but on it, Venus but it's, and Mars too. Right, yes, but it's Richie's right. though. Right. But it's it Richie's. Right, right. I mean, he owns it. Yes, you oh, know, he, he definitely owns it. He, owns he it. should do this in concert. Right. Yes, I agree. He could hit. This. Yes, this is the missing. Always. Why the hell has Ringo not done it in concert? It, it's song. not out of his range. Right. He could and, easily and do it from his biggest album. One of the things that I love about Six O'clock. For me, the thing about when you're at this point in the album, something starts to come together for me. And you've you've got Paul and Linda really featured on this yeah. vocally at the end. Very heavy. Very heavy. You've had instances, you know, you've had John heavily featured in the opener. You've had George all over the place. By now, you are really starting to feel the Beatles' cohesion on the record. And why I think 
it's constantly thrown out there that it's kind of like, in a way, the missing Beatle album or the way it... Well, sort of. It, well, no, but you know, all of the Beatle-related cuts on here are ones that I feel that the other members of the Beatles would have been proud to have played on. Yes. You know, 6 o'clock, if you would put George and John on 6 o'clock and Paul brought this in and said... You know, hey, fellas, got this new one. But I also think John would love the harmonies on this. John would John love them. the harmonies on this. I think Paul would have had fun playing bass on I'm the Greatest yep. if they brought it in with Ringo on vocals and said, That's you know, always been hey, guys, I, you know, I got one. I think this would be fun for Richie. And, you know, let's and, do it. And Just Sunshine Life for me, you know, they would have had a pisser with that. But it's Maybe interesting. You know. it's, it's interesting that they didn't put all the. Beatles stuff on one side. Well, thank God. Yeah, I mean, but it's... Thank it's, God, because one of the things about this record is the perfection of but, the track. But imagine perfection if they had... Perfection of sequencing. Man. Right. And, Whoever but, did this, God but, bless but them. You could just see the record company's guy, hey, put all the Beatles stuff on side one. Yeah, right. Because you know, we want everyone to like the album. Right. So right. It, it actually works out. The placement of this after Step Lightly is perfect. Really is. Yeah, and, and we may want to add that originally the song had a coda, had a return that came in. Right after the fading, the, the closeout notes. Right. And it, it goes into a... With a drum fill. And yeah, then it goes into different. the... I don't cheat you like I... That whole ending repeated again a little more... With a little more ferocity. Right. And it was on... And a little more intensity. It was on the 8-track. And that and came out on the 8-track and the cassette. And supposedly on some promo copies of the vinyl. Um, Which were listed as 5 minutes... 506 or something like 526. that. Yeah, it's 526, right. Now we get that as a bonus track on Goodnight Vienna. On Goodnight Vienna, Duh. of all weirdnesses. Why? I don't know, Why? but I think they because they didn't want to be redundant and yeah, give you right. another version of Six O'clock on the Ringo album. But you could have put it on the Greatest Hits too. Yeah, I think. I think you're right about yeah. that. Blasphemy. But, but this could have been a single also. Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, you know, especially. You know, think about 1970. The cold starts a little hard though. Six o'clock in the morning. Okay, tough. but you know the, the you know you talk about that ending for six o'clock. If you listen to "Beautiful Night," the version from Flaming Pie, yes, same ending, same thing, same ending where it's a kind of a fake end, and then they come back and Ringo's on that song yep. too. So it's right. kind of interesting. And now. the same yell, same, yeah, <laughs> it is, it is very much, yeah. very much. I I love six o'clock. I, I was like, and I, I and I do hope that when Paul gets to the box set of unreleased rarities. There's got to be a version of this with of Paul vocal. doing it. There's yeah, got to be. Guide there's, vocal. Sure. Yeah, there's got to be. Mm. Okay. Wow. I would hope so. That now, the next, next one. song. Love this. You do. This is oh, me. I'm th- sorry. This is my single. This is the this single. This is my single. Oh, my oh you can't. This, this, oh, this, oh my me, gosh. this is the worst song on the album. <laughs> but my, you my, are wrong, my friend. My level is so high on this. It's, right. It doesn't go fall down. Right. The way other horrible oh, albums. You know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm such a missing single. The only thing I will say, and it, but you do have I to take PC you, into yeah. I want to beat you. And I want to beat you up, you right. and then I want to be kind. <laughs> you, you, you know, I, I understood the PC there, been, but, yeah, but it would have been a lost single now but if it forget had come about out. that lyric. Okay, forget about that lyric. This is the prototypical '70s. Single. Oh my God! That totally. '70s music. And that. I mean, there's Saturday Night's Alright for fighting. I mean. Right. Wow! I never thought of that. That's I mean, right. but, but that boom, 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 and if and oh, it's yeah. Ringo drumming, so you know, come on, put it on. And Ringo's. Well, Kelton's on too. And the really the fun drum break you actually get a you know ten second drum break with Ringo and and Jim. But this, I mean, this. I know they had a 
a single in the seventies called Devil Woman by Cliff Richard. Right. Yes. So maybe yeah. I think that was seventy five. That was. Yes. Yeah, but I'm so. just saying. But, but can you imagine if this was on? I mean, I on the radio just that boom boom boom. Here's radio. I mean, whether or not you might, I, I don't think. Never mind. I was going to say, but in seventy three, I don't think you would have had a problem with the only I don't way think I'll so get either. you come is on, to get how you in bed. How many others did? I mean, come I th- on. That line I think might have been a problem. It was the yeah. B side. It was the B side of your sixteen. Oh, that's so. true. I know, yeah. but 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 no one played. Share share had some pretty heavy lyrics out there on PC. Well, that's true, too. Yeah. With, with her solo yeah. stuff but in the early share, 70s. damn it. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, but... He's Ringo, what? damn it. <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> no, but can you imagine? Seriously, you're, you're, an, oh. AM, you're an AM radio program. Here's an old Ringo star Ringo. single. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you know it's Ringo because it's yeah. coming in with the drums. Yeah. And then devil woman. I mean, this kick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that whole that's thing I mean, is the, just perfect. The backing Almost like vocals. a Sha-na-na. 50s rocker. That is true. And that's Richard Perry, which is kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. Or, or Klaus. Who knows? But that's probably Richard Perry doing the, yeah. No, if it was Klaus, you're, yeah. <laughs> well, the thing about it is I agree with you about the drums on this song. Because the drums aren't recorded like this Sorry. really for the rest of the track. No. The no, they no, are it's, right up front. Right. But it's so good. And again, the piano. I mean, it's. I'm sorry, but I know the PC line. I know. And I thought about it when I was on the way here, as a matter of fact. Yeah, but you know, in 1973, I want to beat you and then I want to Exist. They right. You know, think right. Of, what was the song? Uh, he hit me. Wa- uh, hit me. Well, he hit me, like and it felt like a kiss. Yeah, yeah, but look at how much that song now is well, is yeah. verboten. You know. Yeah, but well, again, also it was, it was time, a Ronettes, right? Yeah. Well, well, the, it, it actually it was a truth. Different. Yeah, right. It was a true true song. Phil's like, come over here, Ronnie. I'm gonna punch you out. <laughs> Autobiographical. Oh, that felt like a kiss. No, but ooh, kiss me again. No, but I mean, honestly, was that Topo Gigio again? Kiss me again, Mr. Sullivan. Why hit me again? Hit me again, and I like when you hit me. Nice. No, but I mean, this should have been. Well, it was. It was recently. I know it was a single, but it wasn't. It wasn't. If, you know, if it was a few years earlier, they would have played the B side, and maybe it would have got somewhere. You know, by se- in the mid seventies, they stopped playing B sides. As, as but it's just A-side. fun to have Ringo being so like you fun, know, n- and not the whole macho. I don't mean the beat you up part, but the whole I know, like no, 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 the no. only way I'll get you is to get you in bed, like Ringo doing the hey baby, I'm gonna give it to you right. I mean, you know, yeah, I'm gonna take a sentimental journey. Yeah, you don't think of like Richie <laughs> being that, you know? I mean, whoa. More of like a John line. <laughs> totally. That's more of a John line. And it was written, co-written by Vinnie Poncia. Yeah. It was co-written by George, I think, for Maureen. No, I'm kidding. No, Stop it. That's, 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 whole, that's another show. That's Stop another it. Show. Now, the LP ends with a sort of a say goodbye to the album type of thing. Now, we do want to note yep. that on the album, it's separate. Devil Woman Stops, right. and then, you, you and then and the next song CD comes in. fades in. Yeah, fades we don't in. know why. Cross fades. Yeah, why? Right. No, no one knows why. why. Um, Tony Sheridan. It's interesting. God rest your soul. <laughs> why? So on the CD, because we're, we're talking about that, it sort of fades in from Devil Woman. Which works. It works. You and Me, Babe, co-written by George Harrison and Mal Evans. Finally getting a, a proper credit because he Other wrote than T. T and a few bucks because he did write part of Fixing a Hole. Right. Um, but yes. finally gets a co-writing credit. Uh, from what I've read, Mal had most of the words or, or some of the words and George came in and, and corded it out and then sort of, you know, structured the song a little bit. Right. This and is one of those songs that when you, the end of a movie where you see them walking the down credits, the block yeah, and the credits, the credits come the credits in. Credits and, and it's Bye-bye. it's also, for some reason, and it's funny, it's written by George, but 
it's got a little bit of a feeling of living in the material world. Yes, it does. And for it also, some reason. And, you know, going back to what's going on, George's marriage is about over. This is a very much a goodbye song to the person in your life at the time. Yep. Um, yep. And, and it's and kind of interesting that there's a couple of songs, if you think about it, John's song, the song from George, and, and even 6 o'clock in the morning, I Don't Treat You Like I Should. Yeah. All three yeah. songs never recorded by the individual person who wrote it or co-wrote it but it would have been interesting if they had because yeah. they, it's not some, not an angle they normally went by right. but they can give it to Ringo right. and it changes totally you know I'm the greatest you know, like we said if John had sang it this song to me if George had sang it I think it'd be much sadder you know it's sort of like yes. so sad is on yeah. Dark Horse or well something. no but it still has that you know, I'll it's be. You're right, feeling. though, because even if George had sang the whole, you know, I'll be right here on this record going round. It, it right. you're right. It would have sounded sadder with Ringo. Mm. It's it's kind of like it almost has this like, okay, Ringo, I'll see you next time we put the record on. Okay, yeah. right. like you're leaving now, but yeah. I'll see you next time we put you the record know on. Like this it's, song it's also very, has a very Nielsen feel. Very Nielseny. Very very Nielseny. And funny, Definitely. he's not on it. No, no but you could you could but really. I could picture him doing it. Yeah, and but I do. Um, there's another line in here with with a double entendre, though, which I have to wonder because there was a certain um, uh, Peruvian marching powder that was starting to go around, and there's a line when he says, "So keep your nose dry." Yeah, which is an interesting kind of line because what does that what does that mean really? Well, he also talks you about know, uh, and in the meanwhile, <clears throat> stay out of the rain. Stay so, out of the rain. Yeah, it's, and you it's, know, now you and me, babe, we may meet again. You know, it's such a yeah. It's such a you know in the whole goodbye song. Yeah, I'll be right here on this record, just going around like it's it, got a nowhere man type feel too, in a way if you think about it. But it's weird because it, it's one of those songs where it's not the, sad. It, the lyrics are well, sad. Yeah, but, but it's the not. music is not. No, the, the music is not. And they're just again, Jack Nishi again, uh, very much um, a, a show busy. Uh, end of a movie, like you were saying. Very much. Um, you can see the credits of the album yeah. coming yeah. up. Yeah. You, know, you can see yeah. like the, the screen getting smaller and smaller. Right, right. And, and as they, they go walk away. And the black dot is there, and then you know, it yeah. fades out. And yeah. the credits come up. Yeah, so I think it, it, it's interesting, because to me, it, I think if George had recorded it, it would have been and, much sadder. And let's say, too, he really does do the credits at the end. Right, he right. the album credits. Which is something that John yeah, borrowed, uh, or borrowed from on the rock and roll album. You right. Know, say goodnight from the record Plant right. East. right. Right. You know, originally started Record Plan West. Right. So, um, so he, to me, it's a great ending for the record. You know, to me, yeah. it's you a know. perfect yeah. album. Yeah. Album ending. All right. Well, do we do we? Uh, yeah, we do bonus tracks too. By the way, we do the bonus yes, tracks. Yes. But do you want to review the album and then we'll talk about the bonus tracks? Okay. Or sure. What do we do? Well, well there's a couple the things I just want to mention. First oh, of all, we have to have Columbo. Well, no, it's not Columbo. This I know. Is, I'm just kidding. I I keep talking about Klaus Vorman. Klaus Vorman is on. Literally every track. Right. Playing his ass off. This might be yeah, his this. best bass playing, maybe except for uh, Plastic Ono Band. Plastic Ono Band is exceptional. Different feel. Different totally feel. Totally different feel. Which shows his versatility in my yeah. eyes. Because he had to. Well, he was on everything in those yes. days from 70 to 75. Yeah, he's yeah. the opening. You're so vain. Yeah. Ooh, really. Ooh. I mean, you know. Well, yeah, that, that was in the Son All You Need Is Klaus. Yeah. They yeah. talk about that. He goes, yeah. I want that in the song. Yeah, That's he, he was said. a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, he's just like sort, sort of he just fumbling up. around. Yeah. And it, this is to me though is the Klaus Vorman bass album. Yes, yes. Um, okay. because yeah. like you guys said, so many variations the way he played. Yeah, and it's it's too bad he sort of stepped away after you know another year or two because of that's right. Things he's going even on. on Sunshine Life for me. He's playing double bass. Yeah. I, I yeah. thought, oh, is he is he on Sunshine he Life? Is. Yeah, yes. he is. He's playing so, double bass. Yeah, you know, so that's one thing. Second of all, 
This is the first time all four Beatles are on a record. Yes, um, of course. It would happen with Goodnight Vienna. Right. And that's, that's it. it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. yeah. That's, it. that's it. And and if you want to count Go Cat Go, well, Carl Perkins. That's record. a compilation. Right. But you know, no, actually, Carl Perkins stuff was new. You know, my old friend and Ringo overdubbing his vocal. But yeah, well, but well, actually, not Carl the Perkins, same. No, you're right. It's not the same. And um, I had talked about how the three songs that John, Paul, and George gave away is stuff they should have recorded, but it's easier to give it to Ringo and have a, a sadder song. Yes. Well, Album of the Greatest wasn't yeah. sad, but no. it was egotistical. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it works, though. But it works for Ringo, yeah. which is interesting that, you know, even even if you don't know who Ringo is and you hear him sing, especially at the end, and you better believe it, you know, how can you not? You well, know? You, he makes you believe it. Yeah, yeah. And it, but, it, it, but it's not like, I'm the effing greatest and you all suck. Yeah, it's just, Well, at the it's time, though, think of... about it. John, well, he was the greatest, really, yeah. in terms of, you know, after the singles, John sent him the telegram and says, congratulations, how dare you, and please write me a hit song. Yeah. So he right. was the greatest. Yeah, right. I mean, it's interesting because John was, you know, fading out at that point too a little bit. Right. He right. was about to. Uh, Paul's going. Uh, Linda, I think we better go make Ben on the run then. <laughs> let's go to Legos. Right, let's go to Legos and uh, get more. Ditch Legos. the band he, and he, he he made an album out of Legos. He made an album out of Legos. Legos. Yes. yes. <laughs> there's a Legos Paul McCartney on stage, <laughs> like the Star Wars. William Campbell. <laughs> That's great. Anyway. Okay, so let's let's rate the LP. Oh boy. Um, as we first heard it, because that's how we all got it. Uh, and one more thing about Class One, also, all the drawings in the yes, that's right. the artwork. That's right. He had the all the drawings, which sort of matched the lyrics a little bit. Yeah, uh, love the, the line drawings. The line drawings. And it's like I'd love wonderful. to own an original of those. Yeah, the, these are yeah. very good. And even on the reprint on the booklet, they, they captured. Did a, yeah, I like it better. Nice but on the album, though, you get the full twelve by twelve. Oh, yeah, that's so. Yeah. Well, you know, the funny thing about me was when I first got Ringo. I got it used, so the booklet was pulled out, and I didn't know wow. the book was there. So oh. I didn't know it until I got the CD. <laughs> well, you know what's really funny for me? I actually, when I was working in the used record store, I had my copy, but the first copy that came in with the trashed album and the booklet, I was overjoyed because I just went home and I tore the pages out, and I just pinned up once a month. I'd like pin up another, you know, in, the, in my they department great, at the store. Though. They were great line drawings. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, the one anyway. of all my minds. Oh, yeah, that's funny. great. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, I mean, it's you, you wish these was bigger. You, you, the, if you could find the LP Go get of it. this, get it and, yeah. used. Yeah. Even but if also, it's speaking of artwork, there was artwork done for a quad version. Never came out, though. Interesting. Yeah, there, there was a quad plan, but they, they never right. got around to it. It's interesting, that whole quad of 73. Yeah. That's yeah. Walls and Bridges got it. Band on the Run got it. Ringo was supposed to get it, but never. They signed a number, but they never. Poor Richie. Mm, poor Richie. Yeah. Well, All right. So let's uh, rate the album. The ten song album as we know and love it. Mitchell, you go first. Oh. I will say it. I said it to Tony off mic on the way here. This album is one of the greatest albums probably ever. And I know it sounds like high praise, but I'm not talking about best of the seventies, best of the Beatle catalog, but think about it. Every song is really good and the ones that are bad are not bad. They're just not as good as the best. And had a lot of hit singles, could have had more. And also, this is one of those albums that has so much different country, rock, rockabilly. This album, to me, is the quintessential 10, to me. Even though I'm not a, a big fan of Step Lightly, it still doesn't take the pace away of the album. And this album, I, I just listen to all the way through, every time. 
Yeah. And this to me is a 10. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Paul. I mean, sorry, John and George, but you know what? Ringo gets my 10. But they helped him. So they yeah, well, yes. well so that's a big factor yeah. because yeah. The, it, it is sort of beetly. But it doesn't matter. I don't, I'm not judging it based on right. beetly. I'm right. judging it on individual right. tracks and as an album, right. and it's a 10 for me. Anthony? Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't Ringo the Fourth. Come yeah. on. <laughs> no, I mean... I, you can't you can't go anywhere else. No, you, I can't feel the way I feel about putting this on, whether it's dropping the needle on one side and then flipping it over and playing the other side through, or just you know when I was young you only got maybe got to listen to one side at a time or whatever. And on CD, it just tracks all the way through, and you just get this dumb grin at the end that you listen to rock and roll and that this is what it is. Because it know, is rock and because roll. Because it's rock. It's a rock and roll album. There's no syrup. No. There's no schmaltz. And even when you there just, is schmaltz, it, yeah, it's, it works. But it's yeah. not and it's, schmaltz. And it's, it's not schmaltz. It's it's tender. It's got a little sweetness yeah, to it's it. Not, it's got. It's not schmaltz. Yeah, it's t- ten. And think about it. The, it's the a CD. Ten. We said you just said the CD. Even when you play the CD through, you get the three bonus tracks that don't come easy. Right. Early seventy and down and, and, and out. Down oh out. my god. Right. right. And if that was on the album, that would have made it an eleven. But it's still a great album. I. It's funny because I, I love the album Vertical Man a lot. I really have a very nice feeling for that record. But they like you, you know too. what? You know, this is basically a 10. You know, you really can't find anything wrong with it. <laughs> no. Even what if we wanted we to, like, we're going to find something. And you we know really, me. I mean, I, I really like picked the hell I mean, out of stuff. You know, you know uh, and to uh, me, Devil, uh, you guys th- love Devil Woman. I, I was okay with it. But I happen to like Step Lightly, and I know... We're not as yeah, keen, but so you know what? Big deal. It, it's if, still, if, it's all relative. See, right, and if Step it's... Lightly or Devil Woman for you, if those songs, again, they're not terrible, they're just not as good as the best on here because they have some damn good right, ones here. Right, right. But if, those, if it took away the pace of the album and it slowed it down or it, or it took away a feel, for, then you say, okay, maybe it's a nine, nine and a half, but it, they don't. Right. Yeah. The only yeah. thing you can say bad about this record is, is that... The gave the impression that Ringo had to work with his famous friends, mm. right? And right. I think well, that's take well. You know what? He it's, did on the next album, and it worked. And then worked, after that, guess what? But then again, he did again on well, Stop no, on Rotogravure. Yeah, well, that was and the third album that right. didn't work as well. No, yeah, so much it doesn't matter that you have your famous friends; right. it didn't work. And then Stop and Smell the Roses had some good stuff, also with famous sure. friends, and then. Sure. Old Wave was more of a band album. And so, then, yeah. So, and then yeah. it came back. Vertical Man when, was definitely When the friends. stuff is good, it'll work no matter who it is. You yeah. bet. And yeah. it works. Let's hit the bonus tracks quick, then. The bonus tracks, uh, the first uh, single for Mr. Starkey was It Don't Come Easy, credited to Richard Starkey. Sneaky to make this a bonus track on this. Yeah. It's two years, you know, it's it's a two years earlier. But whatever think it is. about it. Where do you put it? Well, it's on blast from your past. But, you yeah, know, but, but that's 76. Where do you put this? See, this is where... Yeah. This is or where if, if you was. took the, the two singles from 71 and 72 and put it on this record, then it changes it a little more. Because I would have It Don't Come Easy as the opening and then Back Off Boogaloo as the second song. Interesting. Oh, so you threw the singles at the top of the album? Yeah. yeah. As bonuses? Yeah, yeah. See, what I'm... No, not as bonuses. Just if you were thinking the way records are made today, yeah. they'd say, well, that was a hit. Let's but put it, was it on here. so long ago. In that time, Was it yeah. just a dream? No. Oh. It was so long ago. But I mean, like to me, as bonus tracks, I'm kind of surprised you didn't get you didn't get back off Boogaloo and Blind Man. Right, but they needed something. Because they were a little sooner. 
True. Right. You need a bonus shark to get Ivana. So it was all in the math of, yeah. of yeah. doing bonus yeah. sharks. Yeah, and then where do you put them? You don't put them on Sentimental Journey. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And yeah, you don't course. put it on Bukas of Blues. But again, talk about making... Well, you may put early 1970 on Bukas of Blues. That's true. You could have. And Coochie Coochie. Yeah. But, you know. (laughs) you too. Nice. But, I mean, the idea of of you now just added two killer tracks to this album. To a great album. Yeah. So. And the third one is Down and Out, which Which is really fun. B-side of It Don't Come Easy. Which is actually a fun song. No, not the B-side of It Don't Come Easy. No, it's the B-side of of Photograph. 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 Yes, it is. Sorry. Early 70 was the B-side of Don't Come Easy. Right, right. So I would have put Down and Out as the first bonus track, though. I, I, that's all that's right. my only Yes, swamp. because it's, it's it's the same session. Of, yeah, it's the same yeah, session. Yeah, I would have I would have put Down and Out on the same one too. And so, uh, but it don't come easy. Not we've big, we've yeah. had our conversation. We've always believed that George helped him with the song, uh, only because that D chord progression in the open is pure George but, Harrison. But we've been told by you know reliable Scott sources, and Scott, by other reliable sources, right. that it was that it was it both, was both of them, but it was right. mostly Richie's track. Right. So. We'll take it. Okay. And Ken was very nice to us. Yes. Next track also features Mr. George on it, uh, early 1970, where Ringo asks, uh, will they come and play with me? Yeah. Uh, but he wonders if Paul will play with him. He, he wonders knows. if Paul will play he with him. Well, he was answered on this album. He will. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Which is a fun song, early 1970. It's, Wonderful. It's it's a little dated because, you know, obviously things have changed. Yeah. But – if you don't pay attention to the lyrics too much, it's, it's very The fun. lyrics are brilliant. Yeah. He's a long-haired, cross-legged guitar <laughs> picker. Mm-mm. His long-legged ladies in the garden picking daisies for his soup. What a great line. Okay. I mean, yeah, laying in bed watching TV. Cooker. Okay. You know, <laughs> imitating John's Cookie Monster thing. That's brilliant. Anyway, and it then, was brilliant. Then the last song, uh, the B-side, a photograph, Down and Out. That scared me, by the way, because uh, when I looked in the fire, I used to have a fireplace in my house when I was living in a little, as a little kid. And I'd look in the fire and expect to see Ringo going, you know, I'm down and out. <laughs> I mean, look in the fire, what did I see? Oh, my God. I, it actually did freak me out. That's and Down and Out. But a good uh, song. Uh, also written by Richie Starkey. Richie Starkey? Uh, Richard Starkey. I was about to and, say. Which is actually a pretty good song. I like yeah, the song. Oh, no, song. it's a good song. Fun yeah. song. It's interesting. All three of the singles are credited to Ringo only. Nice. Yeah, he only had one other song on the nice. record. There's one thing I do want to add, and it's Uh-oh. just how songs sometimes change meanings to you as we've gotten older. The song Photograph has uh, changed a little bit for me only because back on uh, September 11th when the Twin Towers were hit and uh, here in New York, for those who don't know, the next couple of weeks, if you went into the city or if you went into t- uh, Penn Station, there were thousands of photographs all over right. the place. Mm. You know, have you seen this person? Even though they're probably dead from the being in the tower. And when I saw the huge amount of pictures in Penn Station, I thought of photograph. But they mm. never capitalized on it by playing no. that song. No. no, they didn't. But I thought of it. Every time I see yeah. a face, no, it reminds right. me of the places we used to go. Absolutely. You know, people you know, who had pictures from their weddings or you know, parties and stuff and you know, just little flyers. And yeah, the just, image of someone that – And it just – when I hear photograph now, I think of that time when I was in Penn Station. I saw all those photos. So. Well, I, I may have mentioned this on another show, but – Hopefully, I'll raise the 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 um, spirit. mood spirit again by saying that I, I have a, a dear old friend who any if anyone's familiar with what a mondegreen is, it's a misheard lyric. Yes. Oh, and I I have a friend who when this record used to be played on AM radio, she honestly, honestly, 
honestly thought that the song was, but all I've got is a bowl of crap and I realize you're not coming back. Basically, like, the girl left and all she left was this bowl of crap. That right. she, like, stuff that she left around his house. Right. And all I've got is this bowl of crap and I realize you're not coming back anymore. Because the reverb was so strong. Was, you know, all right, right. I've got is a bowl of crap. And I, yeah. <laughs> so that was brilliant. So fun Mondegreen for that. Anyway. <laughs> I never heard that word, actually. That's a good yes. word. I'll explain to you later where it's from. Thank you. It's got an origin. Look it up, and folks. that just about does it for our review of the Ringo album. Ringo! Did we forget anything? I don't think no, so. we forgot nothing. If you have any comments about this show or any show, you can go to... Well, not our, any show, but any of our shows. Any of our shows. You can go to our comments <laughs> page at fab4freeforall.com, or you can go to our Facebook I page. I like the Dick Cavett show. And start an uh, interesting <laughs> hey, conversation. We love Dick Cavett. I, I love Dick. And if you want to go to our Facebook page and comment about this show or any other show, you can do that, too. Uh, just go to Facebook.com and look up Fab 4 Free For All. Free for all. I give it a 10. <laughs> we and did. We did. The first time, we, I think we all three did. Yes. <laughs> That's never happened. No, it hasn't. So anyway, my name is Rob Leonard, today's moderator for this show. And joining me, as always, is Mitch Axelrod. See you, folks. And Tony Treguardo. Good night, folks. And yeah. take care. Fab Four Free For All was edited and produced by Tony Chiguardo at Word of Mouth Studios in Westbury, New York. The opening and closing theme is My Dolly by the band The Badge, featuring longtime listener Jeff Slate, available on its debut album Digital Retro and recent Best Of compilation, as well as from the Fab Four Free For All website. Thanks for listening to Fab Four Free For All. Sunday, 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 Raceway Park. <laughs> Raceway Park. Everybody in the pool. Whee! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and how come every... <laughs> now I'm sounding like the other guy. Oh. I'm sounding more like Edwin. I no. know. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine he was in the. Uh, <laughs> no, no, he, he was supposed to be in. Um, wasn't he supposed to be in uh, Wizard of Oz? Yes. Edwin? Yeah, he was. He was supposed to be in the Wizard and of Oz. And his, his son, no. He was supposed um, to be the Wizard. His son. Uh, we hear we is. Not Edwin. Edwin's son. No win. <laughs> he was a situation. Edwin? No. <laughs> Come on, there was. Um, Fred. Quinn. Shut up! <laughs> Fred G. Wynn. <laughs> no, the one who's on the Twilight Zone, a pitch for the angels. I don't know. Oh, come on. Who you pitched people? for the angels? No, you idiot. A, p- a pitch for the angels. Oh, it was yeah. one of my favorite. You brought a mint? No, no, I had you it. You brought a mint cookie? No, I'm fine. Uh, well, let, me, let me see one thing. Uh, no, my phone is off. I'm not going to do it. Here, one. Wait, wait, wait. Thank you. Oh, yes. Wait a minute, Mr. Bushman. Well, I'll tell you Forgot to give you the post letter. Sorry, delivered the letter. I now I feel better. Oh God, are we still rolling? No. Are we rolling? Rolling, rolling, rolling. Are we rolling? No. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh hi, dum dums. Baba doo ba doo ba. Pebbly poop. So let the sun shine. You hear the lyrics, right? Yeah, oh my god, they're sick. 
They are sick of, like, they're like, like the devil's going to get yeah. you. Yeah, they're like sick lyrics, man. Satan. Oh, my God. Satan just possessed. <laughs> Satan. Oh, God. I'm from the island of Miss Vitor. Oh, yeah. Miss Vitor. Oh, wow. Lordy, Lordy. Wow. Wow. Thought you kind of outsmarted me, eh, hey, little chum? Mm. Well. All right, Jester. All right, Jester. Mom, Mr. Benny. <laughs> <laughs> We've lost him. All right. All right. Go. All right. Stop it. I am. Stop. Wait. Hang on. You're such a guess. I'm a guess. Now. Life's a guess. Sorry. He's the last guess. my T-Rex moment. Oh. I'm doing my Donna Summer moment. Oh, oh man. <laughs> it's the Attack Dead Rock Stars night. <laughs> this is I can't my believe the Michael Jackson stuff. <laughs> my last guess for the night. That's, that's another whole thing, isn't it? Oh. What do you got? What do you want to say? All right, what are we say, doing? Don't We're doing. Give away the farm at the beginning and yeah. say, this is a great album. You can't. All right, ready? I might. No, don't. Who we just told people, you not to. But people are good. Just let's we not. We told you not. Please don't. I'll try John, not to, please don't. Shut do. up you.